Lord, it's great to be back in the house of God today. Wherever we're at and worshiping God, that is the house of God. And I was just talking to a great brother in Christ, Mr. Ron Mosley, owns the station. And it's great to know that uh, he's got a godly attitude trying to run this and putting godly things out on the air for this sinner world. Uh, my name is Brother James Price. I am an evangelist. And I'm coming to you today just to tell you that Jesus loves you and give you strength to carry on. And I was reading yesterday in the book, the Word of God, and reading in the book of Matthew, the ninth chapter, about the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says she went from doctor to doctor to doctor, spending everything that she had, and could not, they couldn't help her. But one day, she had seen a Savior walking down the road, and His name was Jesus. And the multitude, the Bible says, was great around him and all the disciples. And I could just see her pressing through. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop until I reach the Savior. And see, that's the attitude that we need to have as a church. We need to keep pressing through. When the devil throws roadblocks out there, no matter what it is, if you're sick in your body, I still believe in a healing Jesus. The church don't teach that no more. The Bible says, for the, call the elders of the church and anoint your hands and lay hands on them and pray. The church don't uh, do these things no more. When did Jesus change? Uh, my Bible says he's today the same yesterday, today, and forever. But see, we need to get back to the simple things. We need to get back just like this woman that had this issue of blood. She was not going to stop. She was persistent until she got her healing. She kept pressing through and pressing through. What happened? All she needed was that touch of his hem of his garment. And the hem of his garment was her faith. And it said the virtue came out of Jesus. And the multitude was great around him. And he didn't even know who touched him. The virtue means his love, his anointing, flowed through out of him into her because it was her faith that pushed through. And see, the same faith that she had that is the same faith the church needs to have today. They're not pressing through. They say a five-second prayer at supper and two-minute prayer at bed and expect God to move. When your children are sick or away from God, uh, You'll pray and you'll pray and pray until you reach the throne of God. As the church, we don't exercise in the Holy Spirit no more. We don't let the, let the gifts of God flow through us uh, of healing and, and deliverance. And we don't believe that God works the way he used to. I've heard a lot of preachers say, well, that's the, that's the Bible of yesterday. Well, if that's the Bible of yesterday, why did Jesus still saving souls today for why is he still calling the church back home? Uh, he's never quit loving us. And his love goes abound. It's for every one of us. But we need to open our eyes and come back to the basics of what the Bible says and start practicing and doing what the Word of God says. See, we've got so far away from it that the church has become just a social place for people to meet on Sundays, somewhere to go. And it don't mean nothing to them. But I'm telling you today, if you got a sickness in your body, God still heals. He still delivers. He still saves souls. He still reaches into hell and pulls out the ones that are in need and are dying. He still loves you. He's not changed, and he won't never change. His word will stand when this world is in. 
He said, this world will pass away, but my word will stand forever. See, uh, Paul and Silas was in a prison, and they was locked down in chains, the Bible says. They were so weak that they couldn't even pick their own feet up. The guards had to pick their feet up and put them in the stocks because they was beaten for being out preaching the word of God. And they was in prison, so what they do? They started praying, and their prayer become a praise. The Bible said they started praying and praising, and the shackles fell off. Well, that's what we need to do today. We need to start praying. And when we don't hear our answer from God in prayer, we need to start praising. See, prayer moves God's heart. But when we start worshiping, it opens God's ears. So God gave me a message last week, and I preached it at our church, and I preached it at another radio station yesterday, and I reckon I'm going to preach it the rest of my life. 30 minutes alone with God on your face in 30 days to change your life forever. You want your healing? You want all these prayers that you prayed over the years to be answered? I'm, I'm challenged in the church, wherever I go, 30 minutes a day for 30 days will change your life forever. Prayer. Don't be going in your prayer closet asking God for this or that. Just be thanking God for who He is and what He's already done. See, we always want from God, and God's always wanting from us. All God wants is us is to serve Him. That's the only reason He created us, to serve Him, to worship Him. If He created the angels to worship Him, what do you think He created us for? We got a soul. We got a, a, a choice, a, a will. The angels don't have that. They was made to serve him. God wants a people that are willing to serve him with a whole heart, not wavering none. The Bible says do not waver. See, all through David's life in the Bible, if you go back and read all the things that he went to, he worshiped God through it all. That was the key to David's life, his worship. He said, I will bide in the most, the holy place of the Most High. See, you can't abide in God in the Holy of Holies without worship. You just can't do it. You just can't go in there with a two-second prayer or five-minute prayer and be in the midst of the Holy of Holies. you got to press through. God said He honors our prayers and habits our worship. And if God loves a worshiper, See, he put Satan was a worshiper in heaven. He was over uh, the choir in heaven. He taught the angels how to worship God. And see, that's the reason the devil does not want the church to worship, because he knows breakthrough comes when you worship. And I'm challenging the church, and I challenge my church this weekend, that let's get back to worshiping God. You know, I told our choir, and a lot of them looked at me, and I hope it sunk in at our little church, that you ain't got no business on the stage worshiping God on Sunday if you don't worship God at home. You have no business preaching the Word of God if you don't open your Bibles and study at home either, pastors. And uh, and I asked the Lord about a message like for today, and he said, we've got to start pressing through, just like the woman with the issue of blood. The doctors couldn't heal her. Her money that she made couldn't do nothing for her. But she kept pressing through. She kept worshiping. She kept praising. The Bible don't even tell where this lady was from or who her name was. All it tells was about her faith. And what did Jesus say? Your faith has made you whole. 
So today, your faith can make you whole. What are you believing in? What are you, are you believing in? I'm going to church to look good, to meet my family, to meet my friends. And is this an, another event for you? Or are you going to church to worship? The, the church is a place that you're like all your uh, struggles of life at the door. You shouldn't go into a church building uh, promoting yourself or be there to see somebody else. Or if you're there for any other reason than to worship God, you, you're not even be there. You ought to be at the altar uh, checking out your salvation. You know, I got a heart for the Muslim people, the people that are worshiping other gods. You know, Jesus still loved them. He, he died for them just like he did the church people, the ones that are serving him. God said he's no respecter of persons. He'll do the same for you as he will for me. But see, we got to reach out. We got to start being the church. Stop sitting in them padded pews and opening a hymn book and standing up and never lifting your hands or your voice to a living God. How can you say you're a Christian and you don't worship? You know, I spend 90% of my time in prayer and worship. When I'm at home, me and my beautiful wife, we stand there, we listen to gospel music, we worship together. And see, that's the key to the family is worship. You know, you got a child that's sick, you'll go do anything in the world to make that child feel better. See, that's what Jesus is. That's what we are. We're all children of God. And he wants us just to feel better, to do better in life. But the only way that we can ever do better is reaching the throne of God. When's the last time you got before God? Be honest with yourself. When's the last time you got before God and just praised Him and worshiping Him for who He is? Not what He can do, just thanking Him for what He's brought you from. You know, if it weren't for the blood of Jesus, we'd all be in hell. That's what all of us deserve. But it's through His love that all we had to do was cry out to a holy God and He accepted us just where we are and just the way we are. He didn't ask us to change and clean up before we came to him. He accepted us just the way we are. And today I'm telling you, no matter what you've done in your life, God is moving today. He's calling the church home. But the church has got to start standing up and being the church. They've got to get back to praise and worship. Worship is a heart of church. Worship is somebody's testimony or maybe your own testimony, your own story that you put into words. See. Everybody's got a testimony. Nobody is so righteous that they ain't done wrong in life. We all got a testimony, something to be thankful for, be thanking God for. But we don't thank God for where he's brought us out of. It's just another day to us, another way of life. And we as a church body, the ones that claim to be a Christian, wear our Christian T-shirt. You know, a pastor told me one time, I went to a church with a Christian T-shirt on, he said, you're false advertising. I said, what do you mean I'm false advertising? He said, you're wearing that Christian shirt and you're not saved. And he said, you're false advertising. And that's true. That's exactly the way the church is. They, the only time they um, carry their Bibles is when they go into church. And then when they go into church, they let in a pew beside them and never open it. It's just a showpiece. We, uh, we open our hymn books and we sing a few words, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound. I once was lost, but now I'm found. But is that your testimony? It's mine. I was headed straight to hell. 
But I had a merciful God to look down on me one day and called me his own, called me a son, and said he loved me, and he put his them nail-scarred hands around me and, and called me his child. And see, he'll do the same for you. I don't care if you're Muslim. I don't care if you're Chinese, Japanese, American, Indian, or whatever. God don't care about color, white, black, yellow, or green. He said, I come to the lost sheep of Israel. And that is us. We are all lost. You know, God is a merciful God. And he's calling you home today. He's willing to forgive you. But sometimes we can't forgive ourselves. And that's a different subject I won't preach on right now. How do you find forgiveness when you can't forgive yourself? You give it to God. Leave it at the altar and you walk away from it. The hardest thing a person can do is forgive their self. But they can find forgiveness for others, but they can't forgive their self. Well, I'm going to challenge you today, church. When are we going to get back to praise and worship? Get on our face before a holy God. You know, all the answers in the Bible, Moses, he praised and worshiped before he led the people of Israel out. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the New Testament, every one of them had a relationship with Jesus, knew about him, knew what praise and worship was about. Is your church praising and worshiping today? When's the last time you praised and worshiped? You know, I got a heart for the lost soul. I really do because I was a lost drug addict, alcoholic, wife, bitter, you name it, I've done it. Not proud of it, but I thank God I got a Savior that forgave me. And the same God today wants to give, forgive you. It don't matter what state of mind you're in, how rich or how poor. God loves us all the same. And it maybe you walked away from God and don't know God is your personal Savior. Today's the day. He said today's the day of salvation. So right now I want to say a little prayer with you. And all you got to do is mean it from your heart. The same little prayer I prayed many years ago. And it still affects my life today. See, I got a home in heaven. I will worship my God here on earth and in heaven. But one day I will walk with him. So if you say this prayer, Lord Jesus, I need you as my Savior. Come into my life. I confess that I'm a sinner. And I lay it at the altar. I lay it at your feet. And I walk away from it. Write my names in the Lamb's Book of Life. And if you said that prayer, you admitted that you're a sinner and called on him as a Savior. Today, you're as headed for heaven as you already there. This is Brother James Price. My phone number is 256-601-2650. 256-601-2650. I want to hear some praise reports. Get on your knees before God. We love you until next week. God bless.